following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. Lights, camera, podcast, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode, episode 18 of the Producers. I am the Wizard of Jaws, joined by the quote king, Austin Kelm. Austin, what's going on, big shooter? Dude, episode 18. Can't 18. believe it. Flying. Consistency. Flying this stuff. You got it. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying very hard. We're on a good clip here. We got a good thing going on. Monday seemed to work. Friday's for the release. It's It's a good thing. We were consistently inconsistent. <laughs> so I mean, we were really good at what we were doing. Like like three times we got on here. We're like, we're going to be back. We're doing it consistently. And then we didn't do an episode for a month. Listen, in our defense, holidays, you know. All things, kinds of craziness. Right. Thanksgiving was an issue. Christmas, New Year's. It's all oh good. Good. Lord. We've, uh, we've actually gotten quite a few solid reviews on our, our latest. Uh, our latest episodes between the yeah. Deadpool episode. Your, your the- mom and my mom. I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not a thing, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually intrigued to see because uh, we've gotten some people that normally that hadn't hadn't tuned in in the past that are kind of catching on and, and tuning in a little bit here and there. And, um, you know, the I think the venture into the superhero realm helped. And sure. well, you know, and, and we're, we're backing off the superhero thing for a little bit. At least we have other things to do. And listen, I also think it's helping give us. We could have a specific niche if we only ever spoke about superhero movies. Correct. That, that was like legit could be a thing all to itself. We wouldn't have to oh, do yeah. anything else. That we probably have to change the name of the show. Right. No, that would, that would be accurate. It would no longer be relevant anymore. The Podvengers. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. That, that there's mean, no way that doesn't exist. But anyway, I was just I was just going to say we'd be stealing that from somebody else. We just hyped somebody else's podcast accidentally. By it, it happens. Right. It happens at yep, some yep. point when you're talking. I'm going to see if it I'm going to Google it, see if it comes up and somebody gets a free shout out or I'll tell them or I'll tell you that it sucks. <laughs> one of the one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. But uh, so we, we've kind of mixed things up recently. We've have different um, different approaches. We don't just pick a movie and go through it. We have gone through characters. We've gone through actors. Um, I think our next one is going to be an actor, but this one, we're going back to the OG, the original concept, the original thought with a movie. And it's a movie by one of the f- weirdest, weirdest human beings on the planet. See, like, and I don't even think he's, I mean, I think most people who are kind of that level of, I'm going to go ahead and use the term genius are always kind of off center. 
Do you know what I mean? They're always they're yes. they're always a bit weird, so to speak. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and for those of you who don't know, we are doing liar liar. So very exciting for me, very pumped up because Jim Carrey was uh, my favorite actor growing up, and I don't it just in in a in a during a slew. Of, of years in the 90s that he was making $20 million a movie when like nobody was making $20 million a movie. There's a period there where Jim Carrey was the biggest actor on the planet. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, every Tom Hanks, yada, yada. But I mean, Jim Carrey for a period there was just crushing it movie after movie. And I, I whatever. I, and I, I loved it. As if like growing up in the 90s, just fine with it. No issues with it at all. It's fantastic. You know, and it's funny because, I mean, he he made his break with Ace Ventura, which we all know. Right. But then, like, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. He played he, the Riddler in Batman Forever. Ace, Ace Ventura and The Mask in the same movie. Or, I'm sorry, in the same year. Yeah. And he did both those movies in the same year. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and Dumb and Dumber. 94, 94, 94. All three of those movies, one year. Right. While starring in, or while, like, being Doing in, 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 in Living Career. Color. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, so got to start with Ace Ventura and the mask and Dumb and Dumber all in the same year. Then he played the Riddler in Batman forever, AKA Edward Nigma or Enigma yeah, from play on words, uh, <laughs> debatably one of the worst incantations of the Riddler at the same time has a campy place in my heart. You know what though? It's, I don't know how much of that's his fault though. That, I mean, that's what that movie was just we- rough. When Warner Brothers makes it and not DC, that that's your problem. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think he could have played like an eccentric kind of crazy guy, but it was very Hollywood and very let's make this PG for the kids type of thing. You know what I mean? Not the Cape Crusader. That that, that movie stopped short mind. of the whack bam pow graphics popping up as things happened. That's right, how rough that bit. one was. Yeah. Well, we talked about that a little bit last week. Holy rusted metal Batman and just yeah. all the uh, just weird stuff. Then. uh then he goes Ace Ventura 2, then Cable Guy, and then we finally get in 97. So that was between 94 and 97 is the, that list, that gambit of Jim Carrey. Then we get to Liar Liar. Before we get to the Truman Show, me, myself, and Irene, How the, the Grinch Stole Christmas, right, Bruce Almighty. Classic. Yeah. Bruce Almighty always has a special place in our hearts just because, you know, it's based in Buffalo, which is right. really cool. <laughs> I... I won. <laughs> I won the lottery. I won twelve dollars. Right, you split it ten thousand ways. Right. Everyone prays to win the lottery. But but I'm I'm so happy we're doing liar liar because it is my favorite. And really, I think I don't know as far as I don't want to say acting chops, but as far as just what Jim Carrey is capable of in slapstick comedy and and being kind of plucky is just from start to finish. Nobody else could have done this but him. I'm utterly confident of that. Nobody could have done this other than Jim Carrey. Not nearly as well. Like, cause you, you think of like the, the stuff that he does. You, I could see Will Ferrell trying it. I could see a few other people trying this role and it just wouldn't be the same. Well, there the snippets. There are snippets of it that I think you could put somebody else yes. in that role and it would be fine. But I think I go back to like, probably maybe the most iconic scene of the entire movie is when he's in the bathroom beating himself up. I'm kicking, kicking my, my ass. ass. Do you right. mind? Exactly. And I mean, and I guess he did all of that, like completely ad-libbed. Yes. Like it was, it was just, Hey, I'm going to wreck this room 
Like he rolled into a toilet, into a stall, put his head on a toilet and slammed the toilet seat down on his head. Multiple times. Right. Over and over and over again. Because he thought it would be funny. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever. He just in the moment improvised and ad-libbed that. And it's incredible. And I don't know anybody else who could have done that. Yeah. Where where it wasn't scripted. Where they just, yeah, I'm going to destroy this room and hurt myself. Oh, okay. I don't know many people who could pull off a self-inflicted damage by essentially fighting yourself the way Carrie does. And he does it in a couple movies. Like the... um, Oh, me, my, me, myself, and I. Myself and Irene when, when, yeah, when he's fighting Hank, and like he, like he's just like looking back and forth, and like they actually shoot it in a way where it actually looks like it's two people for a second, but it's really like everyone right. else looking like this dude just fighting. kicking his own ass. Like right, it's like it's like the end of Fight Club. Like yeah. he's just fighting himself. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So, uh, quick, quick synopsis here. So Fletcher Reed, he's a fast talking attorney who has made a living by lying, and the whole thing is that he. He lies so much for his job and everything else, but like that stems into his real his real life where he he tries to be a good dad. He tries to be a good father, but he he just can't keep his word. Right. And his son, he's, he's very career focused at the cost to his ex-wife and his kid. Right. To the point that like his ex-wife is going to move to, I believe, Boston. Yep. You got it. Uh, with her new boyfriend and take the son away and. At, he, he promised Max, his son, that he would be at his birthday, and he wasn't because I believe he was hooking up with the female partner at the firm. Well, he yeah, he was trying to. He actually says at one point, he like, yeah, I was, I was trying to help my career by making her squeal because <laughs> he has so, to tell the truth that that's why he was doing it was to try to further his career by sleeping with his boss. So. Max makes the wish that for one day, his dad can't lie, just cannot tell a lie in any way, shape or form. Really can't, can't be dishonest. Can't write a lie. Anything that is not truthful. He can't write it. Can't can't mime it. Can't talk. It can't do nothing. Can't do it. And it turns into one of the most comedic things you could ever see in a movie. Like, you know, and and, and I think it's, they made him a lawyer, which I think is just, on purpose, right? Because lawyers are stereotypically Deceitful. dishonest people, right? Exactly. Or or they they wiggle and they worm and they manipulate the law. That I mean, it's kind of like their job. They're innately yes. that way. You know, everything's open to interpretation for them. And well, whoever interprets it best for the judge wins the case. Doesn't mean they're right. It means they, you know what I mean, interpreted it better and convinced the other guy. But in any event, I think this movie would have been funny if he literally had any job. Yes. Period. Because like I think about in a given day, how many times you say something that's not a full truth. And, and this is I mean? where so this is where the, any, the idea this is where the idea for this comes like comes in. Right. We we talked about this when you pitched this idea to me. It was how many. Half truths, partial lies, slightly deceitful, untrue things do you say in a day? And most people like oh wow come on i'm not that dishonest honey do i look fat in these pants right does, anything. does my just hair simply, look good and, and listen being polite just being a, a decent human being yes. means maybe not being a hundred percent honest but what would friends and family think right if you had to tell them 100 percent the truth about whatever it is and and, and they, it really and i love how they the, the lies in the movie range from like 
super basic thing. Like when his kid figures it out and he starts asking him questions, like is wrestling real in the Olympics? Yes. On channel 23. No. Do you know what I mean? Like right. if I make this face, the, let's stay that way. Nope. Not in a million years. Like, if, I, <laughs> if I sit too close to the TV set, we'll maybe go blind. Nah. Do you know what I mean? So all these real basic, like, like little like, things that like, like the fibs that, that we were all told parents, as kids. Right. That like, Oh, none of that was true. Got it. Right. And then, you know, I, I think of him like walking through work, and he's talking to all of his coworkers and his one this the receptionist has got that crazy, like spiked haircut. And he, she's like, hi, Mr. Reed, like my new dress, whatever it takes to focus off your head. You know what I mean? Like he can't not what's up your cholesterol, fatty dead man walking like, and he's just walking through. Uh, what <laughs> right. is wrong with me? Right. It, one of easily, easily one of my, my favorite scenes in this movie is okay. Start simple. Grabs the pen. Right. The pen the, is blue. The pen is or red, blue. red. The pen is right. The color of the pen that I hold in my hand is and then it's and then it's all over his face. Because then he tries to fine, I'll write it. I'll write it. And like the pen is the pen is the pen. No, no, stop it. And then he just pops up and like the word blue is just written all over his face. Well, again, and, and really to your point, like fighting with himself yes like legitimately acts like his arm has taken over a mind of its own and is attacking him for forcing him to write a lie which it didn't want to do and this is so like being able to lie is so important to him that at one point he actually buys his son a second cake after he figures out why right if his son figures right, out right, that he, right. can't what, lie. he figures it? out why he can't lie and he tries to reverse it and he goes to like say something, do something, whatever, and he can't. He's like, Max. And he goes, well, last night I meant it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I wish to, but I, I didn't I don't want you to lie. Well, it's like, you know, and he, again, he brings up all those commonalities that we all go through. He goes, here's a good example. He goes, when mommy was pregnant with you, he goes, she gained a good 50 pounds. There's nothing she would need. He goes, and I, and I was a little scared. He goes, but when she asked me, how do I look? I'd say, honey, you're beautiful. You're glowing. You've got that pregnancy aura around. You look beautiful. If I'd have told mommy, she looked like a cow, it would have hurt her feelings. You understand? <laughs> so like they, he just thought his wife looked like a cow. <laughs> My teacher says real beauty's on the inside. That's just something ugly people say. <laughs> I mean, just dropping all of these things there. It just makes me laugh every time. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. And I've seen this movie, I mean, from age 10 to today, over the last 25 years. I've seen this movie an awful lot of, over the last two decades. So Sonny, it makes you know me I, laugh every time. Sonny, you know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Why don't we just I, take the, it from the top? Well, here it goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes of the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Is, Is that, that all? all? No. I haven't paid parking tickets. Tap. Be gentle. <laughs> oh, so good. Everything. Everything from uh, hitting on women to interacting the, with his coworkers. The, and the best part is how they introduce that the lie thing is a thing in this movie and it, it's after he hooks up with his the managing partner right mm, that was incredible was it good for you i've had better right and she <laughs> kicks him out because really like how many times would that have been true in your life Do you know right I mean? like, you're like oh, i've had better oh my and god she, could you imagine some of the funny situations that would arise if you could not tell a lie oh listen man i think if like so again we're, we're in the sports world I think of like how many times I do with an athlete where you're just trying to be positive, 
whether they're swinging or missing or they're, they're just not particularly talented and you're trying so hard to make them better at anything. And you're like, yeah, man, guy, hey, good swing, good swing. Like, yeah, you know, keep on it. Hey, eye on the ball. You're, you're just trying to have them not get discouraged. But if you really feel like, dude, you should probably give up. You should probably give up. You should tennis is down the street. You should probably go pick up a different sport. Baseball might just, not be in the cards for you. Like it's just chess, chess clubs. always looking for people. Uh, that's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, but you can't say that to kids. So it's like, all right, everybody right. should have a chance to play. Everybody should play. All right. Or like, uh, you know, what you walk into work, and this one's true for me, you know, walk into work. Hey, Hey Josh, how you doing? Miserable. And I hate this place. Like, which sometimes I do say, but like, I mean, the supervisor, I don't like Mr. Mr. Jaws. How are you go after yourself, Phil? <laughs> like, right. What's he says that the guy, one of the witnesses goes, Hey, how you doing? I've slipped into the seventh circle of hell. Thank you for asking. Like, it's just <laughs> being very, very honest. And it's, and again, and everything from the, the court case. And, and of course the redeeming aspect of all of this is that when he actually tells the truth, he actually wins the case based on somebody else lying and the truth coming yes. out actually has him win the race because she lied about her age so she could get married. And then their prenup was null and void because she wasn't 18 when she signed it. And it was a whole thing. Right. So it wound up winning the case for him. But uh, I mean, just the antics of, I mean, everything from like his secretary. I remember when you bought me this antique silver frame from Tiffany's Tiffany's garage sale, six fifty markdown from 10. Like they really <laughs> couldn't, couldn't. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Tiffany's frame. No problem. Do you know what I mean? It's just your, your honor. I found him like this in the bathroom. Somebody beat the hell out of him. Who did this? A madman, your honor, a desperate fool at the end of his pitiful rope. What did he look like? Eh, about six, 280 pounds, big teeth, kind of gangly. <laughs> right. Describes himself. Perfectly describes himself. Right. Cause he can't lie. Can I go to the bathroom? Can it wait? Yes, it can. But I heard if you hold it, you can damage the prostate gland, which makes it very difficult to get an erection or even become aroused. Oh shoot! Well, in that case, I better take a break myself. Like it's five minute recess. And he walks Is up. that true? It must be. It has to be. Right? <laughs> it has to be true. Oh, this movie is so good. It's. I mean, it really is. And really, I think everybody is is pretty well cast. I mean, everybody oh, God, from. Yeah. Like, I mean, Carrie Carrie Yules as the as the new boyfriend and stuff like that, where he's he's just a nerd, super nice guy. Do you know what I mean? But, I, I don't know kind of a nerd right he's just sort yeah. of a dork he's i think he jim carrey calls him magoo he's a little magoo is how he describes him and that's pretty pretty apt and I mean, then Ju- Jenna- just, justin cooper is max he's the kid oh. that played the kid and everything yeah, right he's literally <laughs> he's literally hollywood's son played the kid in all this and really and i think jennifer tilly does a great job too as as samantha cole who the, the woman who's his client oh yeah that is just playing i mean honestly it's a very Jennifer Tilly role. If, I, if I'm stereotyping her in it a little bit, like that's where I'm, that's where I'm going with it. For sure. absolutely, I'm like, you know what I mean? How, how much do you weigh? One twenty in your bra. Yeah, weight one hundred five. Yeah, in your bra. Oh man, and and you know what? Honestly, and it's it's so silly, but like, um, some of my my favorite part of watching this movie isn't actually the movie; it's the outtakes after the movie, like post credit. Yes, are, 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 are just fantastic from people like, I don't know, like, I mean, forgetting lines and like him trying to, you know, speak and talk so quickly to, to deliver a line in his zany kind of annex. Um, 
I mean, everybody messes up lines, but like certain times we're like, it's just during that scene. Like they set him up where the, the opposing attorney stands up and calls him an overactor and like gets in the break, like in front of the whole courtroom where he's just like, Oh, you would bastard. And she goes overactor. And he's like, and everybody starts laughing because she's like chirping him <laughs> or like, uh, what the hell? He, he's like, Mrs. Cole. And he forgets his lines. Who takes the piece of paper and like crumples it up. And he goes a goose. And then he like throws it away. It's, it's just, it's so stupid. But uh, he, it's, and to your point, that's his wacky thing. That's just in his head. Yeah, he just it just comes it. out. And like, so Jim right. Carrey, it, it's actually been, it's actually come out that when he was a kid and like, he kind of knew he wanted to be a comedian. So he would lock himself in the bathroom and wouldn't allow himself to leave until he made himself laugh. Because who's your harshest, harshest critic, right? Like who's right. You, if I can sure. make me laugh, I can make anybody laugh. And that's where, like, the weird facial expressions, all the goofy, quirky, like, I mean, the dude's face is like rubber at times, or he's just like mushing his face around and just going places. Um, but it's funny because in this movie, he he plays that like kind of skeezy looking lawyer, like like devilishly good looking, strong chin, like that guy you'd expect. Like, if, if you're gonna cast somebody to be a lawyer, they're going to look like that. I mean, look at the. What was it suits? Was that lawyer movie you looked or you show you like the, the, the show? Yeah, and USA. Like, yeah. like he looked like he would he could belong in that show and not look out of place. Right. Well, very very slick hair. You know, big like, time suit, power tie, all everything that goes into that. It, basically, it's just the appearance of money. I'm a successful lawyer, and I'm showing it to you. You know what I mean? That that whole thing. Yeah, and now my man's out here playing Dr. Robotnik and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, right, with the huge mustache and everything else. Again, just bringing back my childhood. No big deal there, right? That's uh, I mean, And there's times I see pictures of him and stuff. Like, my man looks like he's, he's had a rough time. Like, he, he, de- he has not aged gracefully, I would say. Well, I mean, I think it's, I don't know. He's in his 60s now, right? I mean, it's got to be. Is he? I'm trying to look up. Yeah, his, his age now. Well, so I'm clicked on Liar Liar, but I'm not on the actor. So now I got to go back. Uh, 62. He he is he's he's exactly sixty as of January. Right there you go, he's the same age as my mom. That's crazy. Didn't know that. But um, yeah, I mean it's uh, he's one of those guys that like I see him with facial hair every now and again, and I go, you know what? Keep the beard. I like it. Like everybody's that, better, right? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> we're, we're looks better guys. with a beard. Like, yeah, it's, I mean that's that's our our personal bias. That's our whole thing. And speaking of which, shameless plug, if you are a beard guy and you have trouble or you want to be a beard guy and you struggle with like itch and like shaping it and stuff, the beardstruggle.com jaws 20 for 20% off at, at checkout. You're welcome. Everyone Nailed looks better it. with a beard. Everyone. Literally Jim everyone. Carrey. Including Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey with a beard is top notch. Well, to your point, he just doesn't look, he, he's a very skinny guy. Not a lot yes. of meat on those bones. You know what I mean? And he's got a lot of, um, he's eccentric, but he's also very insightful. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's done a lot of like uh, commencement addresses. Yes. You know what I mean? Where he, he goes to graduations and he does their their whole speech at sitting at graduation to motivate and inspire. Um, and he really does have, a, it's not as, as zany as you might think. It's something that he took pride in and took seriously. Um, was still funny, but was a, a really thought provoking and insightful. And I thought he did a, an excellent job. So it's really, it's, it's worth a, a six minute video watch to watch him go through the, the whole thing. I mean, one thing that honestly, it, it stuck with me. Um, and I even watched it and I mean, I don't know, it's gotta be years, but he talked about his dad was a, a CPA. His dad was an accountant. 
And he, he took the, he took the safe job. He didn't really follow his dreams. He took, you know, I don't want to say he rolled over, but like he didn't do what he wanted to do. He, he did what like society tells you to do. We're like, Hey, get a good job, get money and just be part, become a cog in the wheel. And just there you are in the machine. Right. And his, his dad, after like 30 years got like laid off. Like they just were like, yeah, get lost. Dad found himself to be unemployed. He goes, you can get fired from doing something you hate. He goes, you might as well go and do something you love. Like the fear of it not working out should not deter you from doing something that you're a fan of because you can take the safe route and it still might not work out for you. So if nothing, you might as well go do something you love because you know what I mean? Nothing's nothing's for sure. (laughs) There, There are no guarantees out there. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a, that's a great point too. I mean, and look, and look at what, look at what this dude's done. Mm-hmm. Some of the funniest movies of our childhood. Some of the zaniest things out there. I mean, it's staples, across the board. Well, I mean, how many times do like, if you and I were acting like an idiot, if somebody would be like, Oh my God, look, it's dumb and dumber. Right. Do you know what I mean like that? That's, that's Harry and Lloyd. <laughs> that's, that's dumb and dumber. You know what I mean? Or I mean, how many times I, us growing up and being in college together and being like, it's party time, P-A-R-T. Why? Because I got up quoting the mask. Yeah. Or I mean, like things that just slip in there or, you know, B-E-A-U-T-Full. Right. Uh, I mean, right. I've walked into people's houses and gone cable guy. Right. Which is creepy, but I enjoy it. <laughs> well, I yeah, cause he's, kinda, he's kind of he's kind of a nut job in that movie. So, that's, yeah, that's a, did they lock the door immediately afterwards or was that just a. <laughs> Is that a thing? Um, that's one of those ones that not everyone has seen. So, like, they don't always know, you know, how to take it. I, I have to ask, have you seen Yes, Man? Yeah. Is it basically liar, liar, but new? Well, like, is that when he just can't um, say no? So, yes and no. So, he's he's kind of in a rut in his life. Um, and he goes to uh, a friend, drags him to a self-help seminar. And basically what the, the thing is, is, is open yourself up to yes, that you're, you will have more positivity in your life. If you basically stop being a negative Nancy and you just say yes to things, say yes to new experiences, say yes to going out with your friends that you will, if you just say yes to things, you will have a more positive experience in life. So really he takes that sentiment and kind of like, he goes off the deep end with it where it's your point that it's kind of like liar, liar in a way where he says yes to everything, even when he doesn't want to, even when it's, he thinks it's not in his best interest or when it'll hurt him. So like in the movie, he's a loan officer at a bank and people keep coming into him and he approves like 137 loans in a day. And people are like, Oh, those were risky. You know what I mean? Things to grant, to give money to. And you just said yes to everybody. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) I just said yes to everybody. This is basically what it is, but that that's a good one. That's all right. You know, but again, I, I love the message. That's embedded in that movie as well. That's right. Get off your butt. Don't be a negative Nancy. I really just go and experience life is really what that sure. is. Just don't just don't be a shut in. Your friends want to go out. Your friends want you to go to a book club. I don't, I don't want to go, go say you might enjoy it. Get out. Of, you know what I mean? Do right. stuff that you're a little scared of. Do stuff that you're worried about. Get outside your own box. It's so one of one of my favorite things about like doing these types of episodes is i mean so we touched on a lot but i love the trivia i love the 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 fun facts behind the movie sure so the the claw gag which we all remember you know the claw with his son max was something that jim carrey's dad used to do to him and his siblings i i actually knew that yeah uh 
when Fletcher's having the pen war in his office with himself, he comes up behind the desk, blue written all over his face. His left jaw actually says BB King on it amongst all the other blues because BB oh. King is the king of the blues. Oh, I did not know that. That's that's clever. That's pretty good. Uh, Carrie declined the role of Dr. Evil in Austin Powers International Man of Mystery so he could be fully committed to this film. How funny would that have been? How funny would Jim Carrey as Dr. Evil have been? I don't know how he would have looked bald. I don't know. Like Mike Myers does such a fantastic job with that. I don't know how. I mean, that's one of those where I'm, I'm glad it went the way it went. Because if you're not sure how he would look bald, look up a picture of him as Dr. Robotnik. No, no, no. Like I've, I've seen the first one, but you know what I mean? It's I don't know. The huge mustache and the antique stuff is not Dr. Evil bald with no facial hair and just, you know, right. No special effects. Just him sitting with a pasty white face. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little bit weird. So uh, Carrie would get so into the character that he would go home with total exhaustion. Um, Again, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, he's so animated this whole movie. Um, uh, well, seriously, Im- imagine the energy that takes to be like that over, I don't know, 16 hours. Like, how long are you on set for? All day? Right. You're up at three, you're on set by four, you start filming by five or, or some ridiculous thing, and you're there till 9 p.m. On, well, all day. I don't know if there's a scene in this movie that he's not in. Like, it's not like another movie. Other movies where like, you might get little clips and stuff without him in it. There, I don't right. think there is. You know what? That's an excellent point. It really does follow him. There might be small moments where like, like when they're at the party and his son makes the wish or he's on, but like they're showing what he's doing and why he's not there at the same time. Right. Right. So he's only not in it for like 30 seconds. Right. But then after that, it really does just follow him around. You don't get, you get some back and forth with, with the ex-wife and the new boyfriend, and that's like a minute or two. But really, I, it's a good call. I bet you 98% of the movie is him hmm. and the camera just following him around. It's, so, I mean, I, I, I do four or five lessons in a row just and I'm, I'm like gassed. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's just a, it's just a few hours. But being that positive that, you know what I mean, upbeat and that, you know what I mean, having that high energy for four Absolutely. or five consecutive gotta, hours gotta, is gotta gassing. Hell. It's got to be hell. gassing. Uh, so Carrie actually agreed to do this film after reading the script, being happy to finally play a character who was a normal person. So he looked at this and went, so I'm not this weird pet detective. I'm not some weirdo with a mask. I'm not like a half wit in a dog van. <laughs> just happy to be a normal dude. Yep. He's just a lawyer. <laughs> He's just, just a guy. Uh, he wasn't always supposed to be a lawyer. It was he was almost a politician or a real estate agent, which you could. I mean, same premise, right? <laughs> right. Again, I, I think this movie could have been funny under any premise. I he could agree. Have been, he could have been anything. Uh, a janitor. He could have been. You name it. I think is it, it's it's so relatable that everybody has those minute dishonesties. You know what I mean? Throughout the day. Yeah. That I, what are you supposed to do? It's just, it, it's so relatable. I mean, it would have been like, funny no matter what his profession was. Everyday life. I can tell you like, I, I don't know. Does Nicole ever ask like, oh, do I look good in this? Do I look like, is my hair okay? Stuff like that. Yeah. But you know what though? Like really, I, I, I'm one of those people though. I usually give her my honest opinion about it. So like I, I do too, but it's my honest opinion and, and saying like, yes, you look fine is generally a thing because in my world 
my my fiance has this image of herself that is not not well put together it doesn't isn't dressed well her hair is ratty and matted and that's never the case so right. like every day do i look fat in this do i look good in this does my hair look okay and like and the answer is like you look fine honey you didn't even look at me because i just know you look fine i mean and really in that moment i could be lying technically i am because i haven't seen her <laughs> right See, like for, for me, like she'll actually, my wife will ask for my advice on a shirt, pants combination. I don't know. It's just, she trusts my taste or my opinion on whatever. But if I thought the like, I don't know, her shoes didn't go with her pants or, or, you know, she looked uncomfortable. She would rather me tell her in the privacy of our home, than go out someplace and have strangers think that when we're in public. Right. Dude. Like, so that's the whole thing. So like, you know, Hey, give me your honest opinion now. So I don't go out and have other people think what I don't want when we go out. Yeah. So that, that that's always been my thing, but that might be the minority though. Cause like the, the, the joke that you see in every sitcom and every movie is, Oh no, you know, of course, honey, you're beautiful. No, all the time. You, you've yeah. never looked worse ever. Like it's, you have to lie constantly. Right. And, and like you said, <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. So, so in, in my world, it's, it's a lie because generally I say it without having seen her, but I also know damn well that she's not going to look bad. She's not going to look whatever she thinks she looks other people. Like, do I look okay? Yeah, whatever. Just and like, but I'm lying. But like, I don't know. I listen. It's anything. I mean, you're so you're you're getting married soon. Do you know how many times that like? Oh, so we, you and I were some of the last two of our group of friends to get married. Yeah. Like, you know how many times over the years, over the last, I don't know, fifteen years since our friends start started getting married, they did something that I wouldn't have done or I thought was a stupid friggin' idea, but I go, no, man, that's great. Your wedding. You do you, man. No, it sounds like it's going to be a great time. Like you could, I, I'm not allowed to have any opinion on that. That right. that's your wedding that if, if it makes you happy, go nuts. Right. As long as you're going to have fun with it and you enjoy your wedding, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I can tell you factually that that happened because we almost booked a place out in climber, which is an hour and a half from me. So like right. two two hours and ten minutes from you, and you're like, yeah, dude, sounds good. No, it didn't. That, right, <laughs> but, I, but I'm not I'm not poo poo in your wedding. Right, <laughs> I'll show up. I uh, I might might have been a lie to your face. We don't know. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Just simple little things like that. Like, hey man, like, what do you want to eat? I don't care. That one that would that's the big one in the house. Like, oh, what do you want to eat? I don't care. I do care. Maybe there's something I'm in the mood for, but I know. Like in my house, you know, uh, Allie's got some dietary restrictions. Like, so there's, there's times like, Oh, what do you want to eat? I don't care. But listen, it's not that I don't care. I have something I want. I know you can't eat it. So you tell me what, what you're going to get, what we're going to have. And I'll make it work. I think women in general, that that's a lie. Every time it's asked. Yes. There, there, you ever seen that, that, that meme it's, it's the, the scene from the notebook. What do you, it's like a guy's asking for what their, their wives want for dinner or whatever. And it's like, what do you want? It's not that simple what do you want? And he's like shouting at her, like in the middle of the street and it's raining on both of them. And it's right. Thing. And she can't make up her mind about the relationship, but they've spun it to be like, what do you want for dinner? It's not that simple. What do you want? Like, no, I can't make a decision. <laughs> it's not that simple. Because anytime a girl says, no, I don't care. Whatever you want. I'm not falling for that trap. No. <laughs> like, what do you oh, want? Man. That sounds good. Let's do that. Right. All, of, all about it. I, like more ridiculous. You know, the amount of times that I've told somebody that I'm like, yeah, I'm on the way. I haven't left the house yet. You coming over? Yeah, coming. I'm on, you know, just I'm stuck in traffic. There's not that much traffic around here. 
I, oh, any anything literally like getting getting pulled over by the cops be like you were speeding why were you doing that i don't know i didn't think you were going to see me or like i didn't think you gently it's like what would your truthful answer be like i don't know i didn't really think that like, thinking back to high school you're gonna put the donut down and whatever i, I don't know <laughs> like think, thinking back to high school uh derek did you do your homework yeah it's in here somewhere versus derek did you do your homework <laughs> yeah no yeah, no, I blew that right off. Did not yeah. do anything. I swear it's done. It must be. It must be on my kitchen table. There was never homework on my kitchen table. We, we played NHL 02 for four hours. I did none of my homework. I did absolutely none and then, of then, what I then, said then, I was going to do. Then the reverse of that. Your homework done? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nothing. Oh, that was like yeah. So it'll it'll be hard. done. It'll be done. And so I'm going to do my my first period homework when I get there in the morning. Then I'm going to take first period to do second period's homework and then third, second period to do third period's homework. Then I have lunch. So I got to find time to squeeze to, to take period four's homework from somebody so I can catch up on period five's homework during like period four. Like as that, long as it was the done move. when you walk in and the door, I mean, whatever it's, it's you know, best, it's fine. Best thing a teacher ever said do by the end of the day. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you're, so you're saying I got time, right? Even after the class. Oh, that's fine. I have studied yeah, all. I first this first period. Uh, it's due by tomorrow at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm going to take big advantage of that study hall. And then you forget. Yeah. And then it's, then you're doing it in the ninth period. Like running like, Oh, the day's not over. I haven't left yet. Here's my homework. But so a uh, couple two, two, three more things here. One filmmakers purposely chose not to explain why the wish came true, but it was never explained. It was just the kid made a wish, blow out the candles. It came true and they left it there. I never thought to to ask like, why, why that wish, why that kid's wish that day? Because I mean, what what if the kid was like, I want a pony, right? But you've gotten one, right? But this one came true. Maybe it was because it was a meaningful wish. Maybe because ninety nine point nine percent of kids wish for things like that, and the ones that don't maybe get it sometimes. Okay, well, at the end, the end of the movie, he goes, "Did you wish for mom and I to get back together?" No, I wish for roller skates. That's like, that's most of the wishes. Right. Roller skates are some gift that you're getting. Uh, Tom, Tom should, uh, should, should Oh boy. So, sure. Uh, sure. I, I'm, who is this? Hold on. I'm pulling it up. Oh, he's the producer. Got it. Oh, uh, so he said that him and Jim Carrey, quote unquote, wanted to do a film without flatulence, flatulence, but Carrey couldn't grow up that fast. And we talked about who like we couldn't see anybody else doing this. Steve right. Martin turned down the lead role due to scheduling conflicts with another title, uh, another film tar- titled Sergeant Bilko. I do. I do like Sergeant Bilko. That's all right. He also. So and Steve Martin also turned down Lloyd in Dumb and Dumber. You know what? So like I and, and again, this is one of those things back to our my my first point is that I think there are parts of this that Steve Martin would do very, very well. And then there are other parts that I think it, it either would have not been as good or they would have cut it and done something else because yes. I don't think it would have gone the way they wanted it to. Or it would have been a body double or you know what I mean? Like they would have found ways. I don't know. Ways around it. Or, good. Yeah. Just like change it as a whole. You got it. Yeah, I agree with that. So anything else we get to order here? What, what do you what do you give this one? Ooh, oh, clicky clackers. You know uh-huh. what? Um, it's one of my all-time favorite comedies, but it, I'm going to I think it's a 4. Really, I I love this movie. I really, I think it's Jim Carrey in his prime and again making 20 million dollars when nobody was. So I'm going I'm going to 4. 
Uh, I've got this at a three, seven, five. So oh, we're, we're getting down to quarter integers. All right. We've done that before. That's not new. <laughs> All right. So what? That's uh 7.75. Sure. Yep. Yeah. A little, little, little higher than the IMDb. A little higher than six, IMDb. Eight, yeah. Six, six, nine, which honestly, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, little... you know, I'm finding as we get older, Jim Carrey is not everyone's cup of tea. Right. Yeah. But this it's... is like in his prime though. Do you right. know what I mean? Like I, I, I like, get some I'm... of his new stuff, but I mean, back in the day. I, I know people that for whatever reason he has not aged well. So even his old stuff is they're not a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the producers. Uh, that was episode 18. And I'm not lying about that. It's actually true. <laughs> um, so <laughs> thanks for tuning in guys. The producers is part of the BACBP radio network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Like follow, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook. The producers type it in. We'll show up. I promise. And uh, with that, on behalf of myself and the quote king, Austin Kelm, that's a wrap. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.